0: God is certainly good to you and me this morning. You believe that? Let me say Amen. The sermon entitled this morning is What is Faith? What is Faith? Faith. What is Faith? Faith, is, faith? faith is the Substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen, what else? Faith, coming, coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. You know, and they're all right answers, all right answers. And we may be able to give a good definition of faith, but like other things, sometimes we may give a good definition of faith, but not understand the true meaning within that definition. Is that not true? We can give a definition, but maybe not understand what does that really mean when we say faith. Yeah, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We can repeat like that. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But what does it really mean? So this morning, we're going to break down the words from the word of God, let the Bible be its own interpreter, and learn what it means to have faith. So this morning, may we understand the meaning that is within the definition of faith. This morning, let us pray. Father, we do humbly ask that you may teach us. You being the head, teach us. Lord, may you humbly use me, Lord, that it may be clear and simple for your people to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. How are we justified? Romans chapter 3, verse 20. You know what the Bible says? Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by what? Faith without the deeds of the law. We're justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Now, we need to be justified or made righteous in order to be saved. And it's by faith that we're justified or made righteous. Or we're saved, right? In other words, our salvation is dependent upon faith this morning. Do you see that? Our salvation is dependent upon faith this morning. For it is our salvation. And that's how important it is for us to understand the definition of faith this morning. Because if if our salvation is based upon faith, then we need to understand what faith is to you and me here this morning. Amen? So we need to understand. Now, how important is it? is it to understand faith turn to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 Hebrews turn to me fellow Bible students this morning Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 (coughs) Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 is it possible to please God without faith that's what the Bible says the Bible says but without faith it is what Impossible impossible to what please him In other words, you cannot please God this morning unless you have faith. And how many of you this morning want to please God? Let me see your hands. I want to please God this morning. So in other words, we must have faith this morning if we want to please God. We must do it by faith. Now why is it impossible to please God without faith? Turn with me to Romans chapter 14 verse 23. Romans chapter 14 verse 23. Why is it impossible to please God without faith? You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, And he that doubted, doubted is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of what? Faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is what? Sin. In other words, whatever righteous act that you may do, However righteous they may look, or however righteous you may think, whatever righteous act that you do that is not done by faith is considered by God to be sin this morning. Do You see that, beloved? So you may do the most righteous act, the most loving service, but whatever act you do that's not done by faith, the Bible says, is sin this morning. And sin displeases God. Does does sin displease God this morning? Amen. And that is why, if sin displeases God, and whatever you do without faith is sin, then that's why whatever is not of faith displeases God. Do you see that? So you gotta have faith this morning, beloved, in order to please God. You gotta have faith so that your works won't be wickedness and sin this morning. But if you have faith, it will produce truly righteous works that will please God this morning. Amen. And we want to please God, like you just said earlier. So do we need faith this morning? Amen? Amen. We need faith this morning. And let me look at this yellow paper here from LNG White, Reviewing Review Herald, October 18, 1898. It says here the knowledge of what the scripture means when urging upon us. The necessity of cultivating faith is more essential than any other knowledge that can be acquired. Amen? In other words, faith, our understanding, our knowledge of faith is more important than any other knowledge, any other knowledge that can be acquired. Why? Because if you do whatever you do in life, if it's not done in faith, it's still sin, that's why. Do you see that, Bilal? That's why the knowledge of faith is more important than any other knowledge that you can get. That's how important faith is this morning. It says the knowledge of cultivating faith. Now, we can't cultivate faith if we don't even know what faith is this morning. So we have to learn from the Word of God what is faith. This is how important faith is. And so now that we know the importance of faith and hope it stirred you a little bit, now we can learn and discern from the Word of God through His Holy Spirit what is faith this morning. So turn you to the Bible, to Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, to a story here that interprets, actually gives a definition of faith. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. What's going on in this story? Notice the Bible says here. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. So this Roman soldier, officer, came to Jesus and pleading with him. What did he plead with him for? Verse 6. Let's see the Bible says. And saying, Lord. My servant lies at home sick of the palsy, he's paralyzed at home, he's sick, grievously tormented, very gravely ill and sick, in pain. So you tell him that's what's happening to Jesus. Now, what did Jesus say to the centurion? Notice what the Bible says in verse 7. It says, and Jesus said unto him, I will what? I will go unto him, or, I will come and Heal him. So I'll go to his house, I'll go to your house where your servant is, right? And I will heal your servant. Right? Amen. Praise God. But I want you to notice. What did the centurion ask Jesus to do instead? Look at verse 8 and 9. The Bible says here. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. In other words, he told Jesus, Don't come to my house, but instead he asked Jesus to what? Speak the word, what? Only, and his servant will be what? Healed. Don't come to my house. We don't need your presence. All we want is for you, Jesus, to what? Speak the what? Word, what? Only. Remember that word, only. We're going to come back to that. Speak the word only, and his servant will be healed. Now, what did Jesus then say about this centurion? Look at verse 10. Notice the Bible says here. When Jesus heard it, he what? Marvel. He was amazed. And said to them that followed, Verily I said to you, I have not found so great what? Faith. faith. No, not in what? Israel. In amazement, Jesus said he found no faith in all of Israel. Now what was it that Jesus considered that this centurion did that was of, of so great faith this morning. Okay, let's let's recap. The centurion went to Jesus. He wanted a certain thing done, right? And he wanted Jesus to do it. But when Jesus said, I will come and do it, the centurion stopped him and said, no, don't come to my house. But instead he said, speak the what? Word Word only. Am I, what what? Servant? will be healed now what was it that the what was it that the centurion expected would do the work of healing his servant what was it the word the word and something else the word what what the bible say beloved the word what the bible says the word what only and beloved this is what Jesus says is what faith this morning he said there's nothing so great a faith as this man And what did this man do he said don't come to my house just speak the what the word only And jesus said this is not only faith but this is great faith this man had great faith so what is faith according to the bible i want you to look at this um quotation here the second one faith is depending upon the word of god only not only depending two parts but expecting that word what? Only. only to do what it, the word says it would do this morning. Amen? Yeah. That is faith this morning. Yeah. Faith is believing in the word of God only, expecting that yeah. word only to do what it says it would do. Yeah. When you say it with me, so you kind of get in your mind. Faith is depending upon the word of God only and expecting that word only to do what it says it will do this morning. Amen? Now, did the centurion believe that Jesus' presence would heal his servant? Not according to the story. He didn't believe his presence. Jesus said, I will give you my presence and come to your house. What did he tell him? No. He told him no. No. He didn't believe in the presence of Jesus healing his servant. He said, no, all I want from you is to speak the what? Word Word what? Only, not the word and your presence, but the word what? Only this morning. Did the centurion ask Jesus to tell him, did the centurion want Jesus to tell him what he needed to do so that he could go and heal his servant? No. He said, I don't want you to come at all. Just speak the word only. Did the turn ask Jesus to tell him what he needed to do so that he could do it in God's strength to heal a servant? Are you following me, beloved? No. He said, Don't no, don't come. We don't want your presence. What I really want is for you to speak the what? The word only it's not my words beloved it's the bible's words amen the word only the centurion believed that it was the word of God and the word of God only that was able to heal a servant and it is this that Jesus called great faith this morning do you see that beloved great faith is believing in the word of God only and expecting that word of God only to accomplish what it says it would do so let's look at the power of the word this morning. Turn to Psalms chapter 33, verse 6. And you can see the whole Bible This correlates in this whole story that Jesus talked about and actually with his own words spoke about. Psalms 33, verse 6. How did God create the heavens and the earth? Notice what the Bible says here. The Bible says, not Pastor Keala, but the Bible says this morning... By the what? Word. word of the Lord were the what? Heavens. heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of His mouth. So how was all the hosts and the heavens were and the earth made? How was it made, beloved, this morning? How was it made? By the word of God only this morning. You see, creation teaches what we just learned about faith. That it was the word of God only that is able to do what it says it will do this morning. You see that, beloved? All the creation, all it does is it teaches that the word of God and the word of God only is the only thing that can create this morning. Now turn me to Psalm 33, verse 9. Psalm 33, verse 9. A few verses down. Notice what the Bible says here. Before something existed, what first had to happen? The Bible says here, for he what? Spake, and it was what? Done. Done. He commanded, and it what? Stood fast this morning. Before God spoke, and with speaking, there must be words. Are you following me? Before he spoke, it was not. But after he spoke, the Bible says, it was. In order for something to exist, God must speak this morning. There must be word this morning. Do you see that, beloved? In order for it to be created, God must speak this morning. Now, let's study from the Bible about the word. Look at your paper right here. And let's look at John chapter 1, verse 14, about the word. The Bible says, And the word was made, what? Flesh. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Whose glory? It goes on. The glory as of the only, what? Begotten of the Father. So, this word's glory is the same thing as the only begotten of the Father. Now, who is the only begotten of the Father? Let's turn to, I just like to go text to text to make sure it's clear. John 3, 16. It says, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten who, son." son. So the, when the Bible is talking about only begotten, it's talking about the son. So it's talking about Jesus. So the word made flesh is actually Jesus made flesh, right? So the word is Jesus. Do you see that? Okay. Now we go down to Ephesians three verse nine, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, God the Father. Who created all things by Jesus Christ? So, was there anything that was created that was not done by Jesus Christ? Okay. God who created some things—that's what the Bible says. God who created most things by Jesus Christ. The Bible says, "God the Father who created all things by the Word." In other words, there wasn't anything that was ever created that was not done through the Word. Are you following me, beloved? Because Jesus is the Word, we just learned. So the whole world, the heavens, everything that was ever created was only done through the Word. I'm making a point here because we're going to get back to it. The only thing that can create is the Word and that has ever created is only the Word. Nothing else has the creative power to do it. God's presence was not what it was that created. It was not His presence, beloved. God's thoughts was not what it was that created. According to the Bible, all things. The only thing that created, has all any power to create, is the Word this morning. Amen? The Word. When there was darkness, God said. When you say something, what comes out of your mouth? Words. That's why when there was darkness, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now where did this light come from? It came from the spoken word, which by itself produced the light. Do you see that? When there was no atmosphere, God said, a word, right? God said, let there be firmament, and it was so. What caused it to come to pass? The word only. He spoke and it was so. The word spoken caused the very thing to exist. God desired dry land. How could God do this? Again, God spoke. God said, let the dry land appear, and it was so. Do you see that? When there's no vegetation, where should this come from? Again, God spoke, and God said, the Bible says, words came out. Let the earth bring forth grass. This is God's words. And it was so, the Bible says. Again he spoke, and God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven, and it was so. Again he spoke, God said, Let the earth bring forth a living creature, and it was so. It was by the word of the Lord that all things were created this morning. He spoke the word only, and it was so. Amen? Amen? As it was in creation, so was it in redemption. For he healed the sick, beloved, with his word. He cast out the devils with his word. He stilled the tempest. He cleansed the lepers. He raised the dead. He forgave the sins. And it was all in these things also that he spoke. And it was, the Bible says. And the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And today he still does things by his divine power of his word today and because he is still the creator of the universe he is still able to do many mighty and powerful things within your life and in my life through the word of god and the word of god only if you would only believe this morning amen within your hands right here beloved, is the creative power of god that created the heavens and the earth this morning amen Within your hands this morning is the power to transform and to change and to make you a new person. That is the creative power of the word if you would only believe this morning. We do not realize what we've got within our hands, how precious it really is this morning. The word of God this morning is powerful, more powerful than we realize. Now, what is it that God cannot do? Is there anything that God cannot do? What is it that God cannot do? You guys are very good (laughs) students. Praise God. Titus chapter 1, verse 2. I should have sat down. You guys are very good. You know your text. You know your Bibles. Titus chapter 1, verse 2. Titus chapter 1, before Hebrews. Chapter 1, verse 2. What is it that God cannot do this morning? Know what the Bible says here. In hope of eternal life, with God, you think about it, you think, God cannot do something? But notice what it says. With God that cannot, what? Lie. Promise before the world began. It is impossible for God to lie this morning. Amen? God cannot lie this morning. And not only because he will not lie, but because he cannot lie this morning. Amen? And the reason why it's impossible for God to lie is because when he speaks, the creative energy that is within that very word creates the very thing that is spoken. In other words, this is the word light. Light. When that word, the breath of God, right? When that word light comes out of God's mouth, inside of that word is creative energy of light. So the moment it comes out, it becomes the very thing that is spoken. Are you seeing? So that's why God cannot lie because the very word he says will become the actual reality. We may lie. I may say I'm going to the beach, but I may not go to the beach. My word may not come true, and thus I'm a liar. But God's word, as soon as it comes out, accomplishes what it says, it will do this morning. Genesis 1.27. Look at it right here. Let's go a little bit more into this. Genesis 1.27 in yellow papers. What were we created into? The Bible says, so God created man in his own what? Image. In other words, we were made in the likeness or the semblance of God, Right? There is an experiment done by Mrs. Watts-Hughes. I don't know if you heard about this. They use an idophone, which created voice figures. Let me tell you how it works. They had this tube that a singer would sing a word. They gave him a word like law. They would sing a word, law, and sing it. And that vibrations in that wind of the voice and the agitations had these little speckles on this long tube and maybe sand particles. It would shoot it up with the air and then at the end of this tube there was actually a wall that had glue or sticky substance at the end. So it was scattered up, agitated up, it would go up and it would splat everything on the wall. Now you think that at the end of this when you sing a word like, like day, the air would just go there and make a total mess. But notice what happened, this is actually voice figures here. When they send the word like, say, la, what happens is all these particles will shoot up through the air, agitate it, and it hit that wall, and out will come a form of a fern. Are you seeing that? A form of a fern. The next one. They're, they're seeing another one. Day, and out will come out, and it is agitated, it hit the wall, and it actually, this, is actual, this is the actual pictures, beloved, actually. The actual pictures that they took after this experiment. The form of a daisy. Are you seeing that? Okay, the next page, look at the other one. You're seeing another word, like sun, sun, right? And it goes, a pansy would form. And then the other one is saying, like, say, um, sky, sky. Oh, I'll just make an example. And all would come up would be a landscape form. You see the rocks and the trees and the, do you see that? You see, beloved, in our breath, we were made in the image of God. In our breath is only the form of living things. Do you see that? We're made in the image likeness of God. So when we speak our words, it creates a form of what creation looks like. Are you seeing that, beloved? But does it have any power? There's no power in this. It's only a form. But the breath of God, there is the very living things themselves this morning. Amen? For he is the living God, and with him is the fountain of life. And when God speaks, the very word which names the thing contains the very thing itself this morning. Amen? And whatever the word of God describes exists in living form inside of that very word. You see, we have only the likeness of God, but God is the very substance of God this morning. We have only the form of godliness, but God is very the power for the power of godliness this morning, amen? And this is how it is impossible for God to lie, simply because when God calls a thing by name and says that thing will be, it already exists, even though it cannot be seen, for the thing is within his word. For his word is divine. His word is creative energy. His word is living and powerful. His word is self-fulfilling. And to trust it and to depend upon it is what it means to exercise faith this morning. Amen? What does the word say it would do? Turn to Isaiah 55, verse 10. Isaiah 55, verse 10. What does the word say it would do? Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. The Bible says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eaters. So in other words, the rain comes down. It accomplishes its purpose. It waters the earth. It makes the plants to bud, to bring fruit, to give seed to the sower. So, when rain comes down, God makes sure that the rain accomplishes what it is sent to do. It quenches our thirst. And notice what it says here in verse 11. So shall, in other words, in the exact same way, my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, God is saying. It shall not return unto me void or empty handed. So, just like the water accomplishes what it says it will do, but my word will go out of my mouth. But it, my word, shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. So in other words, just like the rain is sent out and accomplish what it says it will do, is beautiful out there because of the rain. God says, my word, when it goes out, it will accomplish what it says it will do. Now there are counterfeit definitions of faith. Look at your paper right here. Now, faith is believing in the Word of God and expecting the Word only to accomplish what it says or do. Notice what the counterfeit. Faith, and this is what I used to believe, and all three of them, actually. Faith is believing in God only. Not in His Word, but just in God, that there's a God. And expecting the mysterious presence of God to do something. But faith is not believing in some nebulous God that is out there who might do something if you pray hard enough. Faith is believing in something substantial. And that something substantial, beloved, is the word of God that tells you that there is a God. Are you following me? That's the substantial. I used to believe, oh, I just gotta pray more and, and love God. I don't need a Bible, I just need to love God. But faith is substantial. You have to believe in the Word and the Word only. Amen? Counterfeit kind too. Faith is believing in the Word of God only and you doing. What the Word of God says. Faith is not you doing what the Word of God says. It is impossible for you this morning to accomplish what the divine, creative power of the Word of God says this morning. Are you following me? The creative power of God's Word created the heavens. Light, light. You cannot create this morning, beloved. You cannot create create. It was the word and the word of God only. Confit 3. Faith is believing in the word of God only and you doing with God's strength what the word of God says. Faith is not you doing with God's strength what the word says but instead it is the word only without you involved that accomplishes what it says it would do. You were not there with God when he created the heavens and the earth. And you are not there either in God when He creates within you a new heart. For all that you can do is surrender to the Word and allow it, the Word, to accomplish what it says they would do in your life this morning. Amen? Amen? I used to believe, I look at the Word, oh, thou should not steal. I should not steal. I'm going to try, I'm going to do the Word and not steal. That's your own works, beloved, this morning. You allow the creative power of God's Word to submit to the word this morning. Submit and surrender. And we actually, we take the word submit and we take the word surrender and we make it, we redefine it and make it as a word that's something we got to do. Submit to God means that you have to do what God says to do. But submit and surrender means that if I'm in a fort and they're attacking me, the cowboys, and they're attacking us. (laughs) you like, you want to hear the Indians, but I'm saying the cowboys (laughs) attacking us. And they're surrounding us, right? And here we are in this fort safe and secure. <laughs> and we finally surrender. That means what we're saying is, okay, we surrender, we're allowing you to do whatever you want to do with us. Are you following me? So when you surrender to the word, what you're saying is submit to the word you're saying is, okay, Lord, I'm tired of trying to accomplish what this word says that I should be doing. Are you following me? And I surrendered to the word, therefore I allow you to accomplish. The word to accomplish what it says they would do in my life. And I surrender. Humility. I cannot do it this morning. And that's why you have people who believe that they don't need to study the Bible. And they can do whatever they want. Who achieve grace don't believe in obedience, so they don't need to study the word. And then there's two groups. Remember, we studied about these two groups who want to be obedient. There's one group here works, who believe that what the Word of God says, thou shalt not murder, or thou shalt not commit adultery, I'm going to do it in my own strength. That's works. The other path is this, which is 95% of people follow this route, I see. They try and accomplish themselves what the Word says to do. Right? Have you not been there? And Then a the few percent figure it out to be obedient, yes but allowing the Word of God only, the creative power, to accomplish within my life what it said it would do within my life, we love this morning. Amen? That is the gospel here this morning. I give you practical examples. If you have a stormy, stressed out, unsettled heart as the waves of the sea, you go to the scripture, you bring it from memory, and it says, be still and know that I'm God. You don't try and do and be, don't try to be still, but you surrender to the word right there, be still and know that I'm God. And when you, the moment you surrender, then that word be still becomes a realization in your life. The power of the word. Another example. If you're very impatient, I used to be very impatient. Go to the text that says, wait I say on the Lord, Amen. And when you submit and surrender to the word, as I look at it in Psalms, wait, I say on the Lord, Psalm 27. That word comes in my life and explodes with the creative power within my life. And it comes a realization in my life and transforms me. And I now have patience where once I did not I'm struggling with sexual temptation. I go to the word that says flee fornication. I submit and surrender to the word, flee fornication comes in my life, a realization that creative power creates flee fornication, and I have victory over that sin in my life. I'm, I'm discouraged. The Bible says, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. I submit to the word, be of good strength, and be of good courage, and that word creates with me encouragement in my life. We're justified by faith, and by faith alone. We're not justified by any works we may do, even if it's in God's strength, beloved. But it is the word and the word only that has the power to save us this morning. This morning, are you willing to submit to the word only? My question is, how can you submit to the word if you never read it? How can you experience the creative power of God in your life if you never open the book, beloved? All you can have is a human power that is worthless on this earth. We need created divine power in this world, amen? amen? The book must be open. Don't answer the question, but how many actually opened the Word besides last Sabbath, this past week, and studied it? Why? Not in a sense for intellectual knowledge, but for the sense of surrender to the Word this morning. Are you willing to submit to the Word this morning? My question. How many this morning? are willing to surrender and submit to the Word of God this morning. Let me see your hands. Amen. Beloved, this morning, brothers and sisters, I commend unto you this book, the Living Word. For within this Word contains all the creative power that you will ever need to reflect the character of Christ in this earth,